0: Welcome to Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. It's January 11th, and we are all here to talk about an amazing movie from the year 2000. I'm very excited about this. Uh, We're we're starting off the year right with some good movies. Uh, Last time we did Zack Snyder Universe stuff and had a great conversation about Star Wars and Rebel Moon. This ye- th- this this week it's going to be crazy. It's gonna we're we're gonna get into some territory that is going to shock and awe everyone. I am Brian Kluger. I am forty two years old and I'm in Dallas, Texas, and I love comedy by the Farley Brothers. Uh, who else is here? Let's go around the room and introduce yourself. Say what what why if you love the Farley brothers in comedy and where where you are. Let's go around the room.
1: Okay. I am Dan Moran. Hello. I am from Austin, Texas. And I too like the Farley Brothers comedies. <laughs> we actually we actually talked about it last week. Um, I don't like that they're going in trying to be serious, guys. I like this old school push the envelope, dirty immature humor that they that they used to be really well known for yeah agreed so agreed
0: who up next
2: hey i'm chelsea i am ageless and i'm in florida um and you know just because i rock doesn't mean i'm made of stone brian so let's have a really good conversation
0: well fuck my ozone that's pretty good um last but not least who's there
3: I am Preston Barta. I am 33 years old. I am a Fairleigh Brothers fan, especially pin and Dumb and Dumber, and me, myself, and I, well, no, not me, myself, and Irene so much, jump ahead there. Um, and uh, get out your flashlights, because I believe we're going to crawl up uh, Brian's ass.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think I think we are. I like how Preston is 33 and Chelsea is ageless. It's like the age of Adeline. <laughs> she doesn't age. That's good. Uh yeah, we're going talking about the 2000 movie Me Myself and Irene which stars an impeccable Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger amongst other people we're, we're going to get to this movie me myself and irene because farley brothers really pushed the bounds of comedy in the 90s and early 2000s uh but as dan said uh, they it's 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 they've gotten more serious we're going to talk about that but first we asked a question uh to the internet and the question this week was what movie hasn't aged well and this can be you know I mean, what I'm looking for is over the years, and it could be for any variety of reasons, but like films that really miss the mark uh, nowadays because of the times we live in, but they were really ahead of their time back then, or at least they thought. So the movie that I think that has, or a couple movies that haven't aged well, I think are in the uh, the mentally challenged arena. <laughs> I don't know. Is that the is that the correct term? Or is it mentally handicapped? What is it? Mental, it's
2: it's, mental the safest,
0: it's the safest way for you to say it right now.
2: Yeah, it's it's that's a good way for you to say it. Let you know what. Let the lawyer use protective language around you. I'm just
0: gonna say a very famous music group called the Black Eyed Peas said, "Let's get retarded," and everybody loved it, right? Yeah. yeah, they did. So, yeah, but
2: then they re-recorded it.
0: They did, but uh, okay, whatever. I think those movies, I'm going to say I Am Sam and My Sister's Getting Off the Bus with Rosie O'Donnell. I think these movies have not aged well at all. And I'm going to say What's Eating Gilbert Grape has definitely aged appropriately. But like radio, it's just they haven't aged well. And I, I find these movies hilarious because I don't know if the movies do whatever it is, justice or what they were trying to do. Cause at that time everybody was trying to get their Oscar with playing somebody mentally challenged, like for real. Yeah. And it just, it, has, it hasn't aged well. Uh, that's, that's
1: my, my, what, what do you think? I fully agree. And I think Tropic Thunder. Makes fun of it in a perfect way. They, Simple Jack. Is that's what I mean. They perfectly sum up exactly what those, what those actors were doing at that time why they were doing it like even even you can even go like the slow lower version and be like um russell crowe with john nash Mm
4: -hmm. it's
1: like he wasn't full but honestly that that was like the whole joke that robert downey jr makes is you never go full (laughs) what is it you can say it yeah and like it goes they never go full blown are the ones who get the nominations and get the thing so that early to late 90s early 2000s for some reason every actor was like, I need to play someone with a disability and the worse the disability, the better. And now we look back on it and it, I find it just so cringeworthy because you, it have, is. you have movies, even the Farley Brothers did a movie, the Champions movie that I talked about that I wasn't, I don't think is that good, but there are actual people with Down syndrome or with these disabilities who are funny as hell and capable of being in these films and being funny. You don't need to have Cuba Gooding Jr. do it. You can actually have a real actor with those afflictions. Look at the peanut butter falcon. Look at champions. Like these, like they people. They, can, well, they, they can act. And so, but that decade stretch, I agree with you has not aged well. At it has all. not,
0: it has not aged. but, but I'm going to say Leo DiCaprio turned in a very nuanced performance. And I think that's the only one that, Is still good.
3: I think it was so early in his career that many people probably thought that was really him.
0: No, that's exactly, and that's like the testament to his acting ability. Everybody thought, "Oh my god, that's how did they get that?" You know, performance. And then, and and you know, no Leo, he's so good in it. But when you see Cuba Gooding Jr. after winning for Jerry Maguire or Rosie O'Donnell. Trying to do it, it's, oh, you, uh, or or Sean Penn. Huh. It's just, it's crazy. So, uh yeah, anybody else have any movies that they thought that didn't age well, like, personally?
2: So for me, me personally, American Beauty.
0: Really? Why? Mm-hmm. I love um, that movie. That movie's whole, so good.
2: I mean, the whole Kevin Spacey. Set aside Kevin him. Spacey, though. No, I'm not, but I, I don't want to. He doesn't want to. I don't want to set aside Kevin Spacey. That's why
1: baby driver sucks? <laughs> <laughs> That's what I tell people. I know there's. I'm um, probably. I'm probably so, on a list. I'm on. So I'm on was, a list now for saying that.
2: American Beauty won best picture. Yeah. And now it's like now I can't wa- I can't watch it.
1: Why? Is it awkward, or is it just Kevin
0: Spacey?
2: It's Kevin. I mean, it's Kevin Spacey lusting after an, an underage person. And when you know that he did this in real life, it doesn't seem so like funny. Creative or or um imaginator imaginary anymore. And Hmm. so um, for me, American beauty. I think it's easier.
1: I think it's easier when you say separate the art from the artist type stuff. I think it's a lot easier when it's music. Like I don't know why I but I'll be like, oh man anyway, I'm at this pool party and someone turns on like R Kelly ignition remix. And I'm like, this song is still fucking slaps.
2: Okay. <clears> that <throat> song still slaps though.
1: That's what I'm saying. Like, it's really good. But if I'm like, you know what, Kevin Spacey's an incredibly good actor. I, I see house of cards and I'm like, well, you know, I see things that I have a little bit more, like I'll be like, Oh man, a Kanye West song comes on. I haven't heard in a long time. And I'm like, this still goes. He he was a he was awesome for a while. But I agree yeah. with Chelsea. Like it's tough. It can be tough to divorce when you're looking at the person as opposed to just hearing a three-minute hit song.
2: Uh, someone else said Soul Man, and I. I don't. I don't want to get into <laughs> it, but I agree a hundred percent.
3: Which is Soul Man? That's the C. Thomas Howell movie where he does blackface. Blackface. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that, right. that one's pretty obvious.
1: Okay. You have any press, Preston? I'm sure you have a good one.
3: Uh, mine's the one that I shared in my stories. I think Saturday Night Fever is a pretty horrible movie. I don't honestly like a lot of John Travolta's earlier stuff, primarily Saturday Night Fever and an Urban Cowboy. Like they were hugely influential because uh, my. Father spoke about this, some of the uh, other actors that I've talked to talk about growing up in the 80s and just like these cultural shifts where everybody went to the disco and then after John Travolta did Urban Cowboy everybody was doing uh, the Ur- Urban Cowboy get up and Saturday Night Fever when you watch that like it's got rape involved in it he's an a-hole the entire time, he's very hard like I just don't see why people like the movie i know we live in a different time but just watching it back then i just can't imagine people just being like oh yeah i love him he's so cute yeah he's like you know having doing some stuff to that girl in the back seat and then in urban cowboy he straight up slaps deborah winger uh in the face and then like i don't know they do it in blade runner too like blade runner has that whole the original blade runner has a scene where he kind of assaults uh, Harrison Ford's character, assaults her. So there, there are moments in like some movies that I used to like. I mean, I still love Blade Runner, but that's like the one moment in the movie where I'm like, oh, um, so, so, yeah, um, it's just kind of interesting to think about like how people who really loved Saturday Night Fever, Urban Cowboy, then if they had like a clean slate, never seen it again, watched it right now how they, how would they feel? Um, so yeah, I hate, I hate Saturday Night Fever with a passion.
0: Wow. He hates it. Now I know what I'm getting in for holidays.
1: I, uh,
3: I, I, I've i reviewed it. I threw them away. I, I think they're no
1: good. I, wow. I have. So mine, I mean, everyone's listed the movies. I think they're pretty common. I think there are jokes and moments and a lot of comedy that take me out. Immediately, and I have to remember they were at a different time. Like, I reach, recently watched The Hangover, the first one, which is still hilarious. Um, but there's a scene where Bradley Cooper, Mr. Maestro himself, goes to Ed Helms's office and is like paging doctor gay slur, and he says it like three times in a row the F gay slur, super loud. And it's I, so good, I know, but I can tell you back in like 2004. I would have been rolling on the ground. Like I'm sure every single one of us in here there was a time the famous South Park episode where Cartman explained that calling something gay is not against gay people, it's just gay like lame. Like yeah. I I I mean I'm point blank, I can remember in middle school, like my mom being like, "Dan, bring down your bring down your laundry." Or something. I'm like, "Oh, that's so gay." You know, like it was just like yeah. it was a different time. And I understand there's different jokes and that sort of stuff, but like, it's like, oh, wow, that would never, that would never make it through a cut today. Um, And there's no chance in hell that Bradley Cooper of all people would be making that joke today. Um, And I don't even think it adds to his character. Like, it's not, uh, I mean, do you know, like, I could see if he was supposed to be some misogynistic, homophobic, complete asshole, but he wasn't. He was kind of like the lovable thinks he's too cool guy that's just like away from his wife but that's, that's how
0: friends talk with each other and i still find that one of the funniest lines in the movie today <laughs>
1: <laughs> but it's i'm saying it takes me out like i'm just saying like aged well as in it would not be in a movie if a movie came out in 2024 that would that line would not make it into the movie
0: i guess i'd be the only one laughing at that joke
1: <laughs> <laughs> i would laugh but i'd be like oh okay all right this movie okay I f-
0: I feel like I might see Bradley Cooper this weekend at the awards show so I might to get his <laughs> attention
1: absolutely I am I'll, I'll throw my cards on the table that way <laughs> I, And and finally before I have to take do my split personality and go be an attorney here in a couple minutes this this might get me in a lot of trouble I don't think the movie Grease has aged well at all Oh and, no it hasn't and the main reason it's why it hasn't aged well at all now that I have a now that I know I am a father of a daughter yeah <laughs> but but it's <laughs> no but it's just crazy to me to be like in order to get this complete douchebag she changes her entire personality the way she dresses the way she acts and decides to smoke cigarettes and that's the message of the movie they couldn't figure out how to be simpatico with her being like the innocent smart girl who has a bright future ahead of her so she has to turn into like black spandex chain smoking trash to appease him, and he does nothing to appease her. And watching that movie back, I'm like, "Huh? Is that really the message of this movie?" And it kind of is.
2: Now, so I'm just thinking about now, I'm just thinking about the John Travolta component. Yeah,
0: they're they're in love. They're in love.
2: No, they're not. They're they're 17 years old, and they're singing songs and putting up jazz hands.
0: Hey, were you ever in love like you were when you were 17? Come on, Deanna Carter sang that about that a uh, strawberry wine. I no met, My I, wife's married,
3: here, so.
1: I married <laughs> a girl crazy. I was dating when I was seventeen. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just saying and let me tell you this, she hasn't changed a goddamn thing. <laughs> 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 She's her own person.
0: <laughs> well, well, well. We brought this uh question to the internet. Um and I'm trying to remember who who messaged me this when i posted this question what movie hasn't aged well on on uh instagram but i think it was either joel or alex spivey i can't remember which one it was i'm gonna go with joel hawkins but he he had a two great answers he's what movie hasn't aged well he said the curious case of benjamin button <laughs> which
4: huh.
0: think about it because it doesn't age he's aging backwards yeah. Aha, he's a dad joke. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Dan just rolled his eyes.
1: <laughs> I, I just well, I just got it. I was trying to figure out. I was like, no, they were both the same age when they had their super No, early. no, it's just like <laughs>
0: the the joke of the movie. Yeah,
1: got it, got it. Got it. <laughs> I'm not thought smart.
0: Thought was, no, I thought that was funny. <laughs> um, but we brought this question to Reddit and it took off. Um uh it's it's crazy. it, it, it went viral. We we had like 1300 comments so far on it it's still going uh but before we get to that preston or chelsea did you have anybody giving you any answers
3: um,
2: i had a few oh, uh, go ahead
3: chelsea
2: okay um i got uh basically any 80s sex comedy porky's revenge of the nerds shallow how what women want um and It's Pat, which I don't know what that is. That's a, that's <laughs> I a nice definitely remember out. that. The
1: whole joke was they don't know if she's a man or a woman.
2: Yeah. Oh, no. It was a
1: mad TV bit. Yeah.
2: That's terrible.
1: So,
2: the whole, <laughs> the whole I... st-
1: Yeah, it was like, a, honestly, it was like transgender joke yeah. back before that was a thing, like in the early 80s.
0: But you're talking about It's Pat, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that... I mean, it's so funny because it's that character's played by a woman and they never okay. the, the whole joke of the movie is trying to figure out which one it is and it's just that you didn't throughout the movies and skits nobody ever knows and i, th- I think i think f- i feel like that character would be so
1: accepted now right
0: <laughs> no
2: I, it.
1: I, I don't i have no, i have no idea what's accepted <laughs> regarding that topic <laughs>
0: That no it's good. funny uh it, and it was joel hawkins that said the uh curious case of benjamin button and also the movie jack with robin williams yeah because it does he ages poorly in the movie but also bill cosby so there you go <laughs> it's in that movie um and then uh porterific josie uh said the movie man of the house with chevy chase and jonathan taylor thomas uh that's talk- a good movie Said the blatant cultural uh, appropriation moments yeah. in that movie has oh, not aged yeah. well. Yeah, is that the they're...
2: one with the indigenous? Like, okay. Yeah. Also, they're doing,
3: they're doing the rain dances in the forest.
4: Oh yeah.
0: But hey, I guess it's all okay now because uh, Killers of the Flower Moons taking it back, right? Uh, so yeah, though the, the, I I never th- would have thought Man of the House, uh, but I guess that element like wasn't there just one scene of that in there yeah I I
3: got a, a few like one scene moments like uh somebody brought up uh freaks and geeks t- there's that scene in there where they um Jason Siegel's dating somebody who was born with both uh so oh no no we it, was just- Rogen.
0: it was Seth Rogan it was Seth Rogan yes yeah,
3: Seth Rogan yeah. that's right that's right and yeah. then they have that whole joke and there's like does do they have does Do they have the gun or the holster in it?
0: (laughs) Well, they couldn't say uh, the other words on TV. So the gun and holster is a pretty good one. And what's wrong with asking a question? I don't think it's wrong uh,
3: asking a question. I just I I don't know. It's been a while since I've watched the scene. So I don't remember if it was played for for laughs. So that's the thing with some of these things if you're or I guess kind of jumping ahead with me myself and Irene a bit there's a there's a difference between like allowing people to just be naturally funny or just writing them as caricatures and that that's that's all it is or just having them be with be the the I don't I don't know how to describe it just like be these be these types of characters and, and and that and then making it a joke um so i i don't know i can't remember like what this scene what actually happens within the scene but no you're, you're right like i don't think if you're because right, i know seth,
0: seth rogan ends up dating her like they end up together yeah, yeah so yeah. He, he just he was just curious about it because he had i mean again that show takes place in 1981 and i think he's just nervous and scared about it and then once they talk about it they're all good yeah. with it and everybody's. Yeah, so you'll, you'll
3: have your a-hole friends that may joke about it. So I think that one's pretty, is safe.
0: Right. I, I think so too.
3: Yeah. Um, I had one friend bring up, uh, oh, what's the name of it? I think it's Falling Down. Is it Michael Douglas? Yeah, Michael, Michael Douglas
0: D- Falling Down a great movie.
3: Yeah. Said it was super racist.
0: Uh, is it?
3: <laughs> I don't know. I've never seen it.
0: I mean, it's a guy who's having a really tough time in life and just decides to... Uh, go ape shit! Really, uh, it's a it's a good movie. A lot of people would, uh, I would imagine, relate to that character. Not follow through with what he did, but like they think like that. Uh, falling down, interesting. Uh, Chelsea, I know you had some more. Um,
2: that's all. That's all that I had.
0: All right, all right. That's all you had. Uh, let's go to. I mean, Reddit man, Reddit. it it went crazy. So, uh, a v- one uh answer that was upvoted 613 times uh download my wario <laughs> said fear.com so i good horror movie i thought rewatched this recently and i had to pause it because i was laughing so hard when the protagonist went on the internet and typed fear.com.com <laughs> 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 um oh that's so funny uh i'm going i'm trying to go through uh one missed call um no one answers phones anymore millennials are killing the serial killer industry i thought yeah
2: or cool. set or sell like sell like oh just,
0: sell yeah just,
2: just take the battery out of the phone the movie's over
0: uh the movie white noise um white oh, noise by dennis quaid jamming nav Uh, white noise from 2005 i think that was not, with not frequency yeah or- yeah, was, I think it was the Michael, uh, Michael Keaton, Keaton one. Michael yeah.
4: Keaton,
0: here you go. So that, that one, uh, let's see here. God, there's so... Oh, a lot of people said the Lawnmower Man because the uh, CGI oh. is so laughable compared to now. And I guess the guy who plays a Lawnmower Man, Jeff Fahey, kind of played a mentally challenged character too, right?
3: Yeah, he was definitely written as like... Uh, What's his name uh, from uh, Mice and Men? Lenny. Oh, like Lenny. Like it, it's kind of that vibe. Okay, like a uh, gentle giant, except not so gentle.
0: <laughs> not so gentle. I remember the Lawnmower Man. I saw that in the theater opening weekend, and I. Everybody thought the visuals were so cool because it was kind of like they you know that old cartoon reboot. It's like very 90-degree yeah. yeah. angle VR stuff. Yeah, that was very much the time. So a lot of people mentioned that. Uh <laughs> it's
3: interesting to see like what people are clinging on to with the whole dated element of it. Cause it's not just like language, how people talked like some people are taken to uh, effects and technology bits that are not really around anymore
0: yeah i agree um mediocre nectarine 13 said halloween 6 and the whole plot point of michael impregnating his niece
2: what makes the nectar- <laughs> Wait, but what makes the nectarine mediocre sorry
0: i don't know we'll have to ask <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh my god it's so funny um Brain Scan, uh, the one with Edward Furlong, somebody who said, oh, yeah. uh, Buzz and Frog, one, two, three, four, five, um, said that uh, Jaws 3D is an acceptable answer. The CGI shark break through the glass is so badly done. It's not even funny. And that that was Grimlock who said that. Um, I'm Jeepers Creepers, if you know what the director did, thank you, Captcha Verified Human. <laughs> uh, I don't I, know, Jeepers, I don't know. Jeepers I think X. Jeepers Creepers is a I actually think is a great movie. It's just hard yeah, to yeah. uh know, and especially Jeepers Creepers two from the same director who filmed an entire school bus of high school kids shirtless, knowing what he did. Uh, that that's even worse, I think, than the first Jeepers Creepers. Right?
3: Yeah, that first Jeepers yeah. Creepers is actually really. Good. I think it has one of the scariest scenes in in a film that I've ever seen, which is him launching those bodies down that chute and then coming to chase them. I think that one's but yeah, uh the second one, you're, you're right on target.
0: Yeah. Um Matt Gozilla said sleepaway camp. I might get hate for this, but the transition to 4K really took me away from some of the on-edge moments where the killer is shrouded in darkness. I'm only commenting on transition to higher definition. I personally think it took away from some of the mystery involved. Mm. That. Okay. Okay. I mean, I guess they're just, uh, yeah, I guess so. Uh, let's see. Um, <laughs> Throw123454321 four, four, purple said Kelly Ro- Roland in Freddy versus Jason ad libs and calling Freddy the. Uh, gay slur in freddie versus jason <laughs> oh yeah. yeah i remember that uh but he
3: also says dark meat to her so you know it's it for tat
0: well yeah. he's he said that in part three as well or yeah, two. he did say how yeah. fresh or um something was uh, how sweet it's dark meat He's he said that before it's like a catchphrase of his yeah um some, a lot of people said this in Reddit, uh, Tequila Sunday started it, Revenge of the Nerds. The Lambdas commit so many felonies, including yeah. one that's still debated of the um, the Lambda uh, nerd who tricks the girl to sleeping with him in the moon bounce. And a lot of people would think that's rape, but I don't know. What do you think? You know the scene I'm talking about, right?
2: It aged super poorly. I do think that's very, very rapey. I mean, I, it, it, it is. It is
0: a group of guys that hide hidden cameras in the girls' dorm and they sit around talking about it. Remember that?
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah.
0: I mean, it, it, at 70s it, and 80s, and it was a different time is i mean that's i mean it's very looked down upon now i mean talk about your airbnb scenarios but uh it is i mean do you think in that situation there is an innocence to that where it's just the guys aren't really going over there touching anybody they're just sitting back on their couch watching allegedly girls in a sorority, what they did in the 70s and 80s was all have pillow flat fights naked. And that's kind of what was happening back in all of those movies, right? Is there an innocence to it?
3: I don't think there's an innocence to it. No. That's still creepy vibes, but uh, <laughs> it, it it's not as bad as it could be, but it's still not it, good. It's the same yeah, thing in American not, Pie too.
2: Yeah, it's not an innocence. You're still kind of looking behind the curtain where... You're you're not supposed to. You're you know, you do you're doing something wrong if you're hiding cameras or if you're hiding anything. Yeah.
0: So I guess I guess so. It's the same thing, I guess, with uh with the president says, American Pie is, you know, having the webcam open for Nadia coming over. And uh, I mean, to be honest about this situation, he was only supposed to show his two friends because his his two friends were really in it for Jason Biggs' character to like see him go. Um, but it went out to the whole school.
3: Uh, I think it's a little different there because he kind of suffers the consequences of for that. Sure. Um, so, does. like any friend,
4: with well, they both friend. do. Yeah, they yeah. both do because she gets shipped They'll off. Do that
3: and... road trip does it too. Yeah. Um, but no, I was thinking more specifically American Pie 2 when they're working on the house <laughs> and they're painting, and then uh, that couple is upstairs and they're undressing and they're peeking through the windows. They're going inside to like find the vibrator and all that. So that, that's which I that's think terrific. is
0: probably one of the best scenes in the movie because it brings all four of them to, or all five of them together and they're like all making out with each other. I mean, it's so funny yeah it's written that way
3: but in what reality will it is that gonna really happen
2: right it's a male
4: fantasy i think
2: i think the 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 underlying thing is just for me is just like are people consenting to it and if they are cool but most of these people don't know what's happening
0: Right. And in the case of Revenge of the Nerds with the Lambda hooking up with the the you know bully girl, she doesn't know it because he's masked. Um, that is that is probably an issue today. But I guess like when you're watching the TV and you see like Booger and like like the 14-year-old sitting there and they're all watching the the video of the girls in the dorm and uh Booger says, We've got Bush. We've got Bush. Yeah. There was a DVD release of Revenge of the Nerds called the We've Got Bush edition. So I, I mean, again, that was years ago. I don't know if they would do that now. I mean, but, but
2: I, I feel like that appeals and and I'm not trying to like ruffle any feathers. I feel like that no ruffle feathers. Stuff, ruffle feathers. Stuff like, it, I feel like that appeals to like the lowest common denominator of like fans. <laughs> you That's know me, it's, probably. Okay, but I, I just, but you have levels to you. But I, I, uh, I don't know. It's just, it's just like, it's also just like a marketing thing. Just like, oh, did you get the, the Bush version of Revenge of the Nerds?
0: Right, right. I think it's, um, again, that movie's in the eighties, and I think at the time. You you're looking at it as like, oh, this is what this is what everybody thought this was, at least in movies. They wanted to show maybe this is what person say the male fantasy is like every sorority or every time a teenage girl had a slumber party at their house, what happened? Everybody got topless and had a pillow fight. I mean, that's definitely not the case, but we've seen that so many times in movies. Uh, so I don't know if there's the innocence quality. I mean, it happened in Animal House when, uh, Bluto climbs the ladder and looks through the window and then he falls back, (laughs) you know, like, I don't know. It's hard to say if that hasn't aged well, because it's still funny. And I think there's an innocence to it. I don't think there was any, uh, I, 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 I don't, it didn't show like the guys looking down on the girls or, you know, doing anything. They're just watching something and enjoying it. I don't, I don't know. I'm just trying to think of how people would find really big offense to that these days. I don't know. That's me. Am I, am I in the wrong here? I
3: don't know. It's a whole, it's a, I don't know. A lot of this discussion has kind of been very uncomfortable. Uh, I'm like, (laughs) Am I am I saying the right thing? Am I doing it, it, it? Just like I, I just kind of avoid it altogether. Um, so I've been nervous this whole time that we've been talking about it. But I just kind of stay away from it uh, uh, with any of those movies that kind of deal with with that sort of thing. Like even watching some. Uh, I know how you feel about this movie, Brian. But like even Super Bad and some things like there. It's just like it, it captures a, a moment in time that just kind of felt innocent at the time but we've grown so much that we can recognize the issues like you can recognize issues all across like disney films and things like that but i think as long as you're watching it you can have a laugh uh, in the privacy of your own home and then have a discussion about it like i well
0: what's what's bad about super bad well how does that not age because if i mean when you're in high school a lot of a lot of talk between friends is about hooking up and finally getting laid and with those two characters or the three characters the most unlikely people to ever get laid or have girlfriends first off um michael sarah's character doesn't want to do it because she's drunk but she kind of forces the issue but that doesn't happen and emma stone and Uh, Jonah Hill, they have their talk and they don't do it. The only one that does it is McLovin, and (laughs) which is the craziest sci-fi fantasy ever, because you would never think he would do it, because he's the nerdiest guy ever, but he has this persona. In the whole movie, he's not even at the party, he's with the cops. (laughs) And I don't know, I don't know, I don't see, like, how that... uh, So explain that to me press and how somebody would not uh how that doesn't hold up i'm because i'm curious
3: probably the homophobia of it all i suppose like there, there, there's some homophobic language in it um i'm trying to remember like specific lines but i don't know just because a lot of the banter that they have with each other if i were to like pull up some of the I don't know. I'd have to look up some of the quotes. I I just remember when I watched it last, I was like, oh, I didn't quite, you know, notice it.
0: uh, I mean, is the line, is like, like, is the one, I'm I'm thinking of a line where they're out on the street and they see a woman with, or or one of their classmates with a uh, breast surgery. And she's like, I got to get a look at these warlocks. (laughs) That's still a great line.
3: They they look like little penises or something. Yeah, uh, the... I remember that this, this line always stuck with me and it's when he says you don't want people to think that you suck d-i-c-k at f in the p word
0: oh yeah, it, right right yeah you, you don't want to yeah you could say it yeah you it's yeah you, <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, man. I'm keeping it PG over here. I, I got a house. <laughs> I
2: I know I know that that's like uh, it and it is a banter from from that time. Because what because what year was super bad? Like 2000.
3: 2007. We you should know because of Saltburn. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Apparently, it came out before, and and the everything doesn't line up. Or or after. there's a lot
3: of things that don't line up about Saltburn. Like yeah. they even play music from 2008.
2: Yeah but I, I I do think it was uh, you know, of the time, I do remember being in school and the whole thing being like, "Oh, that's so gay, that's so gay. Like, I mean, now I know better. there were there there's that famous like Hillary Duff commercial. I don't know if ever anyone rem- remember, yeah, who, I remember like, it. um, they had and it went like viral like years later just saying like oh you know that's so girl wearing a skirt as a top kind of thing and it's just like don't use it as a pejorative um i don't know i think a lot of these were were of the time like you like preston said and i think like super bad i think a lot a lot of the banter between friends is how you talk to your friends when you're a teenager yeah Yeah. like it is
3: in uh, Jonah Hill wrote and directed mid 90s, yeah, and he uses that language in it, but he did it to capture the authenticity of the time because that's how yeah. people talk to each other, yeah. Um, so, so yeah, yeah, I think that's it in a nutshell. Most of these movies, like they were loved at the time and yeah, we'll, we'll notice the, the, the issues with it today, but I, I, I think it's, Hey, if you enjoy it, you enjoy it. Uh, if you, but the important thing is that, you know, you know, what's right. You know, what's wrong. That's all. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's yeah. It's, I, I think and there is that, I think there are definitely some movies that haven't held up. Uh, and just to bring out the last one, do you think like the movie, the departed, um, Because there's a line that Leo DiCaprio says to Matt Damon uh, at the end where he calls him a two-faced gay slur. And people I know remember coming back to that and saying, this hasn't aged well, or even the TV show The Office. A lot of people say Michael (laughs) Scott is very problematic and they're canceling that show. And it's like, wait, what? It's like the sweetest show ever. And so I think there's a line uh, of where you can – things that haven't aged well, and things that I think have an innocent.
3: I I, I, The Departed one, I I never really thought about. I remember them saying that quite a bit in that film, but they're all such despicable characters. Like you can like qualities about them. You can hate qualities about them. They're, it just makes them interesting characters. I mean, when you watch poor things and you're watching Mark Ruffalo say all the things that he says, Mm -hmm. like, it's funny. Because you're like, oh my gosh, we've never seen Mark Ruffalo play such a despicable character before, and that's what makes it funny. I'm not really laughing so much at like what he's saying, although it is just kind of funny, just because he's such a uh, very terrible person. But um, but that that's kind of <laughs> what makes it makes it funny. All
0: right. A- any any more thoughts, Chelsea?
2: No, I think that things are, you know snapshots of the time and I think that we when we know better we do better. So yeah.
4: Okay. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Never right. been kissed. Never been kissed is another one. I remember like I I love that movie. And then when you go back and watch it and you're thinking about you're
2: like, uh, oh an adult going Yeah back adult
3: falling in love with the student. Yay. <laughs> so
0: yeah, there is not a- quite May
3: December, but it's
0: it's oh. you know Oh, wait, I, I'm, this brought up... We're, we're not done with this subject yet before we get to Me, Myself, and Irene because Me, Myself, and Irene... <laughs> Dan's going to come back and be like,
3: all what? right, what did I miss? We haven't even got to Me, Myself, yeah, and Yeah, we Irene. haven't got
0: to Me, Myself, and Irene yet, but uh, no, we got to bring this up um, because with movies that haven't aged well, we'll talk about Me, Myself, and Irene That's so why we brought this question up, but somebody um, on Reddit, and then I think somebody... Uh, answer this question on Instagram, but people said monster squad and I'm trying mm-hmm. to figure out why. And so hope for culture said the monster squad love the film, but not even 20 minutes into the film and characters are throwing around homophobic slurs like candy. Same with hostile. Um I get hostile, uh, but monster squad, I mean, oh, man, it's the same argument
3: that we had earlier. It's just the language of the time.
0: Okay. All right same ar- argument at the time all right I, I i think monster squad holds up uh that movie's still great i think uh i think you just have to know it i don't think you should not like a movie because there's a 2 seconds of something that might offend somebody in a in a movie it, i mean if that's going to be the case for people then you shouldn't watch any movie i think it's supposed to push you or something because i don't think there's yeah. a very evil will In most of these movies, especially Monster Squad.
3: Yeah, we would all be watching Saving Christmas.
0: Right, <laughs> right. We would be all watching Kurt Cameron and not, you know, uh, embracing and, and upgrading your mind. so uh yeah, let, yeah, that was crazy. but yeah, thank you to everybody at Reddit on Instagram. uh, thank you so much uh for I mean, this took off. I'm real excited about this. I mean, I haven't gotten even to touch the surface of all of your comments on, read it, but yeah, this is crazy. Uh insane. So let's move on to Me, Myself, and Irene, which is a movie by the Farley brothers. The Farley brothers um have a a great resume of movies. They are brothers that really reinvented the comedy genre in the 90s. Uh they started with Dumb and Dumber. Their first movie they did was Dumb and Dumber. And that still is so great. Uh then you did Kingpin. There's something about Mary, me, myself, and Irene. They did Osmosis Jones, Shallow How, Stuck On You, Fever Pitch. Uh, and then that's they, one.
2: That's one that didn't age well. Shallow How.
0: Shallow How. Well, we we'll yeah. talk. You know, we could talk about that too. Um, and then I will say with Shallow How, Jack Black's character is has a great transformation. Uh he, he d- ends up doing right. Um, but uh, Dumb and Dumber 2 when they came back. But then, you know, you have Green Book and Champions and, like, these more serious movies. But, I mean, the Farley Brothers, can we all agree that they, like, they they knew comedy, right? Yeah. Yeah.
3: yeah. I mean, they just, they had a gold mine with, uh, hit a gold mine with Jim Carrey. I know he had been around yeah. for a little bit with his own stand-up bits, but they they really showed like his strengths as a physical comedian, like this physical performer who can do so much with like uh, situational comedy, physical comedy, doing stuff with his face and things like that. So um, he, they, they really cultivated like some super memorable moments uh, for the, I guess the comedy time capsule, like there, uh so many, I mean, dumb and dumber, made its way into my wedding vows uh it was such a a uh pivotal um it's a such a pivotal film for my wife and i uh, especially at the time and right now it's the mummy but uh, at the time it was that movie and we i mean anytime you start a quote going with that movie you're going on the endless quote a thon with somebody um and there's still parts of something about Mary that stick with me. Kingpin was a huge movie for my dad and I. I still laugh about moments in that film, but they're problematic moments all across the film. Uh, they're, they're a filmography, but they, they also just have very timeless comedy moments that are really worth recognizing so I, I yeah I was a huge fan of uh, still a huge fan of them uh, especially uh, their earlier work um, but yeah they, they definitely hit a a time in the 2000s where they just kind of fell off a little bit and now they, they split up I don't dude what's going on with all these brothers like splitting up and and Hohen
0: brothers like Farley brothers
4: the brothers oh
2: man <laughs> Betty and Josh.
0: Uh, yeah, they're all they're all splitting up, doing their own thing. Uh, it's you know with Dumb and Dumber, the year was 1994, and right. that was you know Ace Ventura, The Mask, and Dumb and Dumber, the for for Jim Carrey, and with that, it he just became such a huge commodity, and then with the Farley brothers getting him so early in his career of course they wanted to work with him again and i think this movie me myself and irene is just on a di- operating on a different level than i think any of their other movies um and with the element of comedy i think that it's necessary to push the bounds in comedy I think it's, it's absolutely 110,000% to push the bounds and not the goal is to offend people, but to bring people over their threshold line and make them happy to be there. Um, Because if you're not, you're just doing the same thing that's tired and true. And again, we'll go back to uh, Saving Christmas. You're getting comedy like that. It's very boring and people are not going to like it. It's going to be very stale. So I think you have to find new things and with Me, Myself, and Irene, there's a lot in the movie that is is so great. And I don't know. I'm not the one to say officially if this movie still holds up. I think it does, personally. I It's still so funny. But I also think there's great moments of story arcs of redeemability of every character for the most part uh and realizing the error of their ways if there is offensive moments but i think would you agree any of you agree like comedy is meant to push the bounds right yeah, yeah. i mean Go ahead,
2: absolutely. i mean absolutely and i think i think that after watching this because i mean we'll get into this but this was my first watch of this um I I like movies, like, very raunchy movies that make fun of everybody. Like, if it's just making fun of, like, one group of people, it feels icky and it feels... I don't like it. Um, but I feel like if you just put... You just kind of, like, throw everything against the wall and make fun of everybody, I just... It's a good... It's a better time. And so I feel like me, myself and Irene was very much that there was they I mean, there was not something that they didn't make fun of in this movie.
0: There I mean, that that's a very good way to say it. I mean, South Park does the same thing. The best people make fun of themselves and make fun of everybody. Uh, and I think that's the key to doing it. Um, and I think Farley Brothers do a great job at that, that they just don't go after. And it's not hateful at all. It's funny as hell. Like, it's meant to be like that innocent, but kind of raunchier comedy, you know? Like, nobody thought in the 70s or 80s in something about Mary that a cum joke is gonna be, is gonna like be like the iconic thing in the world. Like, with something about Mary where she puts the cum in her hair and it sticks up. Like, nobody thought that was gonna be a thing because it's so taboo. But that became mainstream, right?
2: Are you I, saying come became mainstream? As a
0: hairstyle? <laughs> I don't think that was. I am. It's the stream. I did. No, it did. It did. It, it Like, that was a joke that never would have happened in a movie before that. But then Farley Brothers brought that type of humor into mainstream. That movie made ton of money. And that's the humor we got for the 90s. And I think a lot of that happens in me, myself, and Irene. I mean, there's. I mean, there there are definitely masturbation jokes in "Me, Myself and Irene," and uh, boner jokes, which I still think are hilarious. And I know they're and I know they're about to happen, and I still laugh out loud about it. Um, but okay, so when so Chelsea, when did you first see "Me, Myself and Irene"?
2: A few days ago.
0: Oh, so you you came in virgin to it? Yes. All right, so okay, going off Farley Brothers other movies and Jim Carrey after watching it, what did you think?
2: Um it it's definitely not like I mean when I think of top tier like Farley Brothers movies, I think of Dumb and Dumber. Um so it's definitely not Dumb and Dumber tier to me. Um but I think it was enjoyable. I laughed a lot. Um, the runtime is a little long for what it is. Uh, and I think that's kind of where it feels, you kind of feel the runtime a little bit, but I mean, I'd lie. I'm, I'm lying if I'm not laughing.
0: Okay. Yeah. No, it's, it's funny. It's, it's very funny. Uh, Dan, when did you first see, uh, me, myself and Irene?
1: Um, I saw it in the theater as a child of divorce. So when we would do weekends with my dad, they would be like, let's go to the movies. (laughs) And so I specifically remember seeing it in the movie theater Um, way too young, probably to see this. Um, But, you know, got taken to see it, thought it was like the funniest thing that's ever been created on God's green earth, because when you're the age that you are, it's just, Oh my gosh, they're saying that. Oh my gosh, they're doing that. Blah, 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 all of those sorts of things. And I, I enjoyed it. And I know when it came out on DVD, it was an early DVD explosion thing that I had, and I feel like I've seen this. I'll bet I was remembering lines the other night that I probably haven't seen this movie in eight, ten years, and last night there were lines that I was like, oh, I know exactly this line. I know the cadence of a joke, so I had to have seen this movie in my lifetime 10 to 15 times. Yeah, like, easily, and, all the way and do you still years.
0: like it? And Do you still like it?
1: I still think it's funny. Yeah. All right. I, good. Yeah. Me too. Yeah, I st- it still makes me laugh. I know that it, it pushes boundaries, but like what Chelsea was saying when I first came in, I think it's an equal opportunity. Um, ridiculousness of, of comedy.
0: Right. And I gotta, I gotta go back when you said it was a child, you were a child of divorce during that movie. <laughs> ch- that broke Chelsea.
2: <laughs> yeah. Because it's such like, uh, it's such a good, like, ass at- <laughs>
0: <laughs> I know I a started. little lore on dan with uh me myself and irene that's good uh, i definitely saw this in the theater i mean it was 2000 uh and it was was i in school yeah was i in kansas i'm looking um no i was not uh so it was right before i went to kansas uh and i i remember loving this movie i, I love jim carrey in it uh but uh preston when did you first see this
3: I believe I saw it in the theaters with my parents. So I was when well, did this come out 2000? So I'm Yeah, June 2000
0: summer movie. Yeah. yeah I was 10. <laughs> you were you were, <laughs> you, were <laughs> you were 10. Uh, I was excuse me, 19 or 20. Uh I I love it and before when Dan was 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 missing, we were talking about how comedy Uh, needs to push the bounds and bring you over your threshold because if you don't do that it's not going to be real comedy i don't think i think you need to find the absurd in it and i think uh the farley brothers do that very well very very well because this movie i feel like has a lot of kitchen sink aspects to it because and me, myself, and Irene, they really were going for everything because you have the comedy aspect. You have a fairly good thriller about it where people do die by gunshots and other various modes of killing somebody. Um, and then you have like these crazy slapstick naked gun type of scenes like, for instance, with the cow. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, that don't seem quite to fit in, but they do fit in with this movie. So there's like the silliness, and there's like the more nuanced comedy. I I don't know. I just think this it's so great how they merge this in. And I think one of the ways they did it so well did I, I maybe Presson picked up on this, but maybe y'all you all did. But the transitions in this movie mm-hmm. not not the physical ones. I'm talking about the cinematic transitions, like uh from like when Jim Carrey and his three little kids are sitting watching Richard Pryor and it just fades to present day watching yeah. Chris rock. There are so many st- things like that, that make it so great and funny or with the dog poo and the yogurt. I think this makes the movie. Would you agree? Or one of the elements
3: Yeah, I think uh, there's a couple of things that you're saying throughout that that uh, I feel like needs to be commented on. But yeah, the transitions are good. I I think that kind of shows that the, is it the the Fairley Brothers? Farley Brothers? Farrelly Brothers? I'm just going to call them the Farley Brothers.
2: (laughs) Um, And Night Shyamalan?
3: Yeah. (laughs)
2: Shyamalan? Um, (laughs) um, Yeah.
3: So that, that just goes to show like, some of their strengths as storytellers like they're not just like point and shoot people who just allow the actors to do what they want or read the lines like they're at least trying to do some stuff here and there that uh you know elevates the material a little bit i will say on on the whole for everything that's included in this film I will say that I did laugh quite a bit watching it. I think there are a lot of like really great moments of comedy in here. Like I laugh at the baseball people throwing a cigarette and then Hank turns on. He's like, fuck my ozone. And then he starts doing the dance. Like all that, all that stuff's really funny to me. But then there'll be like some moments that I'm just kind of rolling my eyes a, a little bit. An example would be like watching very early on when you have... The The actor that's in uh, Bad Santa, who is the the driver of the car. Oh,
0: the little person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
3: right after they get out, uh, leave their wedding. And, um, like, just obviously the conversation, he says, like, do you people take checks? And the, the the whole question is not framed in a racist way whatsoever. And it's mm-hmm. just taken that way. And so I, I, I'm just like, oh, come on. And
2: you uh, would think the, the parts if you are- were in Mensa... He would he would know that,
0: yeah. Right, right. So yeah, that that actor's name is Tony Cox, and he's been in yeah. he was in Captain EO from Michael Jackson and Star Wars. He's been in a ton of stuff. But yeah, yeah. but I think that to bring you to bring it up, that is what we're talking about. Uh, yeah. Like, is it the whole? Has it has it held? Not held up, but people are offended, and it was people are easily offended by things, you know. And that was completely not the wrong, but they were heightening that comedy to make that happen, right?
3: Yeah. But then there'll be really quickly right after that, I find it funny that him and his now wife are uh like they're they're intellectually they're having they're they're intellectually connecting because he says I'm like a is like Brown University or some sort of like tenured yeah. professor and he's like, I'm just doing this as a psychological experiment type of thing. <laughs> like that's funny. And then her wearing like t-shirts of like him on it. Like th- it's just it's just not a very even comedy throughout. I think there there just wasn't a lot of control with some moments. Like I don't personally I don't really like watching a cow get beat the shit out of, but I find it funny or later when uh one of the cops uh uh, i think it was richard jenkins character (laughs) who says yeah he he shot a prized uh cow five times in the in the head lucky to be alive like yeah that's that's (laughs) funny
0: so with that cow scene you think you're like, oh no, they're going to have to put it out. And it's like, it's very, it's well done. You don't see it. And you, he just shoots it. And it's, you're like, oh, okay, that happened. And then it comes back alive and he shoots it again. And then it's still alive. And he shoots it like six more times. This is, naked gun yeah. and then he like gets right. in a, a wrestling chokehold and he's yeah. like oh god this is that was rough <laughs> that's just yeah Like he's trying to do a good
3: stinking. thing and he's having to go to some extreme lengths that put it out of its misery <laughs> and it's not
0: working but then you see the cow alive at the very end during the credits <laughs> yeah and the credits
2: yeah. it just had like a little thing wrapped around it
0: the cone then, of shame that, yeah <laughs> <laughs> And I think like that, the the slapstickiness, I mean, that is pure, I think, the comedy of it is like going like, okay, we're shooting the cow and then to shooting it two more times and then just going full on Looney Tunes with it. I think that's what, I mean, that's, I mean, again, that's a part that doesn't really fit in the movie, but they added everything in here to what you were saying. Yeah. And yeah. it might feel a little uneven, but maybe that was the style because- Jim Carrey himself feels uneven throughout the whole movie.
2: I I will say if we're talking about ridiculous moments, my favorite moment is when this at the very end with the sons arguing over the kind of like uh physics and the logistics of trying oh, the to the egg and a, the chicken trying to stick a chicken up the guy's butt. Well, it was yeah. an egg. Yeah. <laughs> so that that made me laugh really hard.
0: Oh, okay, Kim, can we talk about those three, those? So They're the best so part good. Of the movie. The, the, So at the beginning of the movie where Jim Carrey's character and his wife, newlywed wife, the, the little person played by Tony Cox, they end up having an affair. And she ends up having the little person's three kids who's black. And so he she leaves him with the limo driver and leave Jim Carrey by himself to raise these three black children, and-
3: Which we need to get Dan's comments on for the legal issues with that.
2: <laughs> yeah, like, why, why are you just leaving your kids, though?
0: That, but yeah, especially two smart kids like that. No, so, because that, that doesn't make sense, but it's funny because Jim Carrey in the movie is the whitest person in America, and they show it because he's watching um, what Gomer Pyle, yeah. And, you know, and then like and the transition of that is, is so great. <laughs> yeah. He right respects then?
3: women as kind to people and people make fun of him for it. Yeah, it's true.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's a hilarious moment. I mean, I don't know what to tell you. Like the, the guy when he's cooking the sausages, and oh, everything, so it's, just, it's it's the funniest part of the movie and why they get away with it is because at the end of the day he loves his sons and his sons yeah. love, him. love him because he, a,
0: they even say that they even say a, that yeah. great, like,
1: rela- it's a great relationship and it is a great father and son thing they have going on and he, despite all the stereotypes all the yeah. dirty jokes at its core it's a great family dynamic
0: it is and it's very sweet in that moment at the barbecue is so funny because everybody knows like what happened and it's Jim Carrey's character showcasing like he does not want to deal with any of it. And so his friend, he's like being an asshole, like, Oh, that's the way the water beads off the head or, you know, they have a year round tan, you know, and then like their dicks are bigger than soft, you know, like, like Jim Carrey is not having any of it because he does not want to face it. And so, I wrote down this thing in like these first 10 minutes of this movie. Everybody is so fucking mean to Jim Carrey. And I don't understand it. Like, how can people be so mean? And it's like, I guess if you give people an inch, they take a mile. And I felt so bad for Jim Carrey in this moment. And it's very justified what he does. Right.
2: This made me feel bad for a cop for like half a second.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> Dan just it's, got up from that. <laughs>
2: yeah, but I mean, he laughed. It, he liked it.
0: <sighs> it's it's very sad it's 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 crazy to think because it seems like everybody's being kind of nice to him, sort of, even in the barbershop. But man, they just they do well, not they don't respect
2: him. him. They don't respect right. him, they don't take him seriously. It's just kind of like, Oh, you you know, you let you're not you're not great at your job, you don't you're not a typical like very <laughs> very abrasive cop you you know your your fiance left you and she she left the three kids that aren't even yours with you, yeah. you
3: you've been of. stripped of your masculinity
2: yeah
0: right and when the, when all the people in the barber shop are like doing the whole ogling at the girl on the sidewalks, like get a look at these warlocks. And he goes like, guys, that's, that's a mom. And they all like burst into laughter. And Jim Carrey's reaction is so nuanced. He's like, like physically scared about it. He's like, Oh, 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 okay. Yeah. yeah. I just yeah, thought Brian, that was like, it's,
3: it's a very articulate commentary on today. How everybody is just assholes. Um, and more so now because of social media, and us good nice guys can't be celebrated anymore. <laughs>
2: it's very, and I mean, I I think just as as like a as a woman, I just think it's always been really weird how the whole kind of like um, breastfeeding thing is looked looked in as like sexual, like sexualized, like that whole thing. Like I don't know, that's gross. Like that's weird to me.
0: I mean, that is a kink and i think they it only really? it is and yeah, i think the seen, only reason
4: uh,
3: what was the name of that movie that came out a couple of years ago that was done by the the, the guy who did creep uh the whole movie oh. is like a butthole thing
0: oh. and then
3: there, there's yeah. a kink in the movie where they do breast milk stuff
0: right That's- well I- even I- in the boys
1: they do that with right. uh yeah Brian I mean, has, but- Brian has it in his box of porn it no, died. I mean fine, <laughs> does. let
2: that be a kink for you for you, but don't like some like one wim- woman on the street who's trying to like feed her poor baby, like
0: right. But I think they put it. that in there only for the moment after, which is another yeah. great transition for the milk mustache. Like he's just driving, he he gets in the car right after with his milk mustache serious as anybody yeah. and drives a car through a building <laughs> with a milk mustache. Yeah. And I think they did that for the milk mustache. Cause that was a big thing back then.
3: Okay. I, th- I think that that moment as hard as it is. And because when you start to analyze it deeply, you're like, Oh, that poor mom. But at the same time, like probably the way that he felt in that moment that, the, that Brian was describing of like, he's just kind of shocked that people behave this way. So he takes it to the ultimate extreme to shove it right back in their faces.
0: Right. No, he extreme. He's drowning like an eight year old girl, which is, you know, that's awesome. And, uh, he, he drives the car through and he, (laughs) when the guy comes up to him, it seems like to be the nice guy in town. It's like, Hey, did you hear my son is the lead in the high school musical? And, his response is oh, I guess he likes the cock after all. <laughs> it's just it's so he he is he's through. And that I want to talk about his first transformation in the supermarket, which is crazy because that woman is awful. She sees that oh. Charlie has one thing. She's like, Hey, can I get I'm in a wicked rush? And it's like all the kids come up. And I mean, it is elaborate, it is uh yep. elevated, but that that physical acting in jim carrey's part i don't nobody's done that like he oh,
2: it's amazing. Is so impressive
0: it's amazing. so impressive and like you can see him going through anger and like nervousness and then all of a sudden like dude he is hank in that moment
2: okay but can we talk i i do before we get any further i want to talk about the elephant in the room about this movie everybody calls him a schizo the whole movie
0: wasn't that what he is no well, well, technically okay, well,
3: today it's dissociative identity disorder
0: but you can't hide behind syllables and language, but they do say to, to counteract that schizo, they do say like e- a bunch of characters say like the full name of it. Uh, and it's really hard to say. Like, and they say, Well, no, they, it's, it's
2: schizophrenia with like bursts of narcissistic, that, what that narcissistic whatever. rage. They
0: do say that quite a bit in the movie.
2: Yeah. But that's not what like DID is. That's. And I feel like that, that kind of, I don't. I don't know that. That irked me the entire the entire fucking movie. I'm just like this guy's not schizophrenic. He's he has like multiple personalities that come out when he's stressed or sad or upset.
0: Right, right.
3: But I guess like I guess I guess you can watch a Shyamalan film.
0: Yeah, Shyamalan film.
2: <laughs> I'll watch Split.
0: Watch Split. Uh, yeah, I think. I mean, yeah, because the first person that says it is the asshole cop. A uh, colleague to him is like you're a schizo, you know.
2: Well, he says we sent you to a head doctor, <laughs> right? <laughs>
0: that's,
1: so that's one of those things where that's not aging poorly. I guarantee you, there's a cop right now in 2024. He's like, oh, he went to that head doctor. <laughs> yeah, I went to that head doctor. Yeah. No, I, I
2: love I I don't I don't think that aged poorly. I love saying head doctor.
0: The the head doctor. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, like, yeah, there's language in the movie, but I think everybody gets it. And I think a lot of the people that say it are not exactly the greatest characters. So, but they, but to, to say like, they, they just don't call them schizo in the movie. They do call them a lot of names.
2: But schizo is in it a lot. Yeah. Even like Renee Zellweger, she's like, are you, I, you know, are you really a schizo? And he's <laughs> like, well, uh, I guess that's what, what my doctors would would say my doctors would agree and I'm just like but schizophrenia is a very different I don't know I guess I'm just going through like semantics but also I think um it is a comedy movie so I do think things are going to be very big and you know
3: and there's gonna be funny. a lack of caring
2: there's gonna be a lack of caring but oh. I I that's not what schizophrenia is schizophrenia is more like hallucinations and seeing yeah you,
0: you can go watch a beautiful Mind. Yeah. United States of Terror. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Uh so with Jim Carrey in this and in that scene when he 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 changes into Hank, I feel like it just becomes just a great movie. And then with him dealing with it afterwards and then him trans transforming into Hank again, it just gets even better. And even the scene at the at the water cooler when he has to take his pills. And he's trying and he's he's got dry mouth and he's like (laughs) spitting the water out. Like that is like Jim Carrey is operating on a different level than any other actor. Nobody like the nuanced acting in just the water cooler moment is just him doing things. Like it's it's impressive, right?
2: Well, Jim Carrey has always been operating on like the highest level, though. No, he, he is. Yeah.
0: So one of the, the, the greatest improvs in this movie is with the three kids, the older kids, and he, Jim Carrey's about to leave to go to work, and he, he says, Kisses. That was not in the script. He just did that. And if you watch it again, they all kind of like are like, wait, they're hesitating and they do it, but like that <laughs> is an improv on jim carrey and like just to go back to dumb and dumber the we landed on the moon is an improv like that was not in the script and like to do the kisses thing like again he's on another plane than anybody else right like you notice this right
1: he's incredible i mean there's no other way to describe jim carrey he is the comedy daniel day lewis if you will like (laughs) he just goes all he goes all in regardless of how bad the movie is or how good the movie is i don't think there's anybody that'll say jim carrey didn't give 100 of his effort. to simply his goal was to make people laugh yeah he's the best
3: part of the sonic movies
1: oh yeah yeah, that's what i mean he goes but he's going for it in that like he knows what he's in he knows what he's doing he's he's uh yeah he's he's the perfect kind of crazy
2: but he's good at everything. Because when I think of Jim Carrey, I think of both like simultaneously. I think of Dumb and Dumber, and I think of Eternal Sunshine,
3: Truman Show. Yeah,
2: Truman Show. Like, and how he has those. I mean, we're talking about the physicalities, the voices he does. I mean, it's on like another level. It's someone that's you know extremely talented, has probably been doing this since they were little. <laughs> um, but I I don't know. I think I think he's good at everything. Yeah.
0: You know, he, he's great in his his character arc. And let, let's, let's talk about more about Jim Carrey in this. You see him emotionally transform into Hank from Charlie, but then you actually see it physically take on where Hank and Charlie physically fight in a brawl that's like reminiscent <laughs> almost of They Live for like 10 minutes. And the physical, how did Jim Carrey not get an Oscar nomination for this? It's nuts. Who else could do that?
2: I don't, I don't with that believability, I don't know.
0: Like watching it again, because I've seen this movie a lot, but watching it again the last couple days, that scene when he fights himself is next level. Like I can't, I was like in awe of like how he could do that with himself. And I'm trying to think of an actor who could do that right now.
1: So I'll, I'll open it up because I know the question will be asked. It said, how do you compare this to John Wick? Like, can you imagine if John Wick had to fight himself?
4: <laughs> it, would be
1: like, it would be like dancing with a mirror. Oh my like, God. It, it, yeah, what Jim Carrey does in that scene is truly incredible. The only person I've ever seen do it, uh, other person I've seen do something like that is John David Washington and Tenet.
3: <laughs> I, I feel like if he fought, if John Wick fought him, when he's like both person- personalities simultaneously and flip flopping, I think even if he lost, he would still win. Like, because cause when he gets in that fight as Hank and he gets his ass beat, I bet she's going to be haunting those guys for the rest of their lives. And I bet <laughs> he, would, he would haunt John Wick. He
0: He'd would. Be like, oh my
3: God. Like, he couldn't be able to sleep thinking about that.
0: And that's one of the funniest things about the this movie, Me, Myself, and Irene, is that charlie's a pushover and then hank is this badass but he cannot fight for anything he constantly he's like the killer yeah right yeah (laughs) (laughs) he he just easily is punched and like kicked in the face and like bruised mostly from renee zellweger um but
2: huh he dance fights
0: he did yeah he's he's doing like his you know uh his stick sticking move moves for like 10 minutes and then just somebody just like punches him once and he's down yeah. for the count. It's really funny. Uh I and I like that about it uh because you would think he would be a badass but he's really not. Um but I oh god this movie. So what do you think about Renée Zellweger in this movie because she's at one point I mean I like Renée Zellweger she's still being nominated for stuff today. Um, but back then she was really on top of the game. She was on top of the world, she was number one. Uh she's and she's very good in this, right?
2: She's a fresh faced little baby in this.
0: Yeah, she is. Because this this was right after Jerry Maguire, or a few years after Jerry Maguire, right?
2: She she, yeah. she
1: is overqualified for the role that she performs in this movie. Um, but and that's what makes it so great, is they got her. At the perfect time, because I'm sure she was signed to do this or filming this during the Jerry Maguire hype, I guess it would have been four years so she would have had to but yeah, they got her right like
3: Bridget Jones diary time right. Yeah, yeah. They got
1: her right before I think she's kind of had a really weird career based on the early success that's for sure And, and had some personal things that's been very strange that I don't know anything about, but they got her in the perfect window.
0: They did. And she's, she's very her. good in it. And I love that she was able to poke fun at herself when Jim Carrey's character just like, oh, I like how your hair is just as it is and your skin just hangs and your face is just like, she's just like, ah. Oh. <laughs> but I also like her character so much because she likes Hank and likes Charlie, <laughs> like almost equally. <laughs> yeah.
2: And well, I love that Hank. Purposes.
0: Huh? For different, but, yes.
2: different purposes, yeah.
0: So, do One, you think Hank and Charlie make the perfect man together? Kind of like in uh, the Bruce Willis movie, the bank robber movie.
2: No, I don't think they make the perfect man. But it I is. think I, 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 I think I would like a Hank around to like fight if he took some like martial arts classes or like.
0: we was about to say? When Hank fights, he loses every time. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, but he does something like that's so like devastating to the other side that someone's like down for the count. Yeah.
0: Okay. All right. All right. I, I like Renee Zellweger in this. Um, the, I like
3: the, how she's introduced with she. She pretty much just says "fuck the police." Pretty much.
0: Yeah. <laughs> she does. Uh, that was good. Um, the the three the three kids in this movie. You have Anthony Anderson. Um who is Jamal Bailey Gates. You have Mongo Brownlee, who's Lee Harvey Bailey Gates. And you have Jared Mixon, who was in old school and a bunch of other Shantae Jr. Bailey Gates. And these three kids inherited from Charlie's ex-wife and her new husband, their intellect. So they're all super smart, but (laughs) they, they, it's the stereotypical, like you would think, uh,
1: they look like GTA characters.
0: Correct, yes. And they the talk couch. like them, too.
1: <laughs> they, they, ab- they absolutely are, yes. It's the Farley brothers doing both things again, like having their cake and eating it too. being Trying to be subversive while also being sweet about it, but also being offensive, but also making yeah. a stereotype while playing against it. They're doing like 3D chess so that yeah. nobody can get too angry while also on paper, it looks like something that should not be on Spill. Right. Well, the yeah. funny
0: part about that is when you mix those two, like a GTA, like heavy black dialect character from like that stereotypical thing and have like the Mensa background it's like the scene where you see them in the house and <laughs> the youngest <laughs> says, why the fuck is Pluto a planet? What fucking planet has an elliptical orbit? This shit makes
2: well, yeah they're arguing like, they argue over quantum mechanics and yeah like, it's like well think about it buddy you know?
0: it's like what does that do well,
2: get out of and you're just
1: like this so good they're the they're the writers of the current mcu multiverse stories
2: they actually you know what little known fact they actually wrote oppenheimer
0: they yeah. did <laughs> i just found their characters so good and they were so how they were written um they they never they always love their dad and they're they're always have his back um they might make fun of him a little bit but they love him and i I love that dynamic throughout the whole movie it's great yeah
3: yeah i also love how the actors who play his sons are only like eight years younger than jim carrey in real life
0: right yeah (laughs) no it's, it's Anderson. No, it's so yeah. good. They it is great. And so another character that gets introduced like well over half over half into the movie um, is <laughs> uh, Milky or Whitey. Uh, yeah. They are on the lamb and they're in a restaurant. And in comes an albino character. Uh, and Jim Carrey is Hank at this moment. And it's I get fun. some of the biggest laughs from me because his reaction is so great to it um to him like breathing into a napkin and having like the q tip thing or like it's so funny but then that's when he has his epiphany and then he's too mean he says he's sorry and then like the script is switched or flipped uh with Whitey getting Jim the best of Jim Carrey and I think that's great too. What 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 do y'all think of this character?
1: It's a very again another part of the movie that should be super offensive and somehow it is freaking hilarious like i i don't know how else to explain it like yeah you just put he's going to make fun of a very skinny albino kid by suggesting he has diseases is dying like all the things that he does to him you're like wow how are they going to film this and make it funny and somehow it's exactly what they do
4: yeah
2: well you think that the, the kid's not going to say anything when he calls them back. You think that he's going to be like, no, sir. But he's like, no, actually, everything you said to me was really rude.
0: <laughs> everything you said was pr- pretty offensive. Yeah. <laughs> and it's when you go back, you're just like, man, this is so funny. And then he has like his epiphany. And I think it was very sweet uh and then when they're in the bed together then that that night and whitey's talking about how he chopped everybody up and that his sister was awake while he did it that he he's like i regret that he's like he switches the script on it
2: that's amazing though it's what it's amazing
0: yeah no it's 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 wonderful oh yeah it's so good um
3: and he buys he buys like a gun for a dollar 50 or something
0: (laughs) 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 well the map it's the map yeah that's right uh so good um the oh god and the the little nuanced comedy bits in the movie such as like it reminded me of dumb and dumber because dumb and dumber you have to watch that movie several times because like everything is a joke in that movie but like in this movie where Jim Carrey and Renee Zellweger are having a tender moment and he's showing her a picture of his kids and it's them in the wizard of Oz outfits. And uh, they're like all dressed up. He's like, Oh, did y'all do that for Halloween. He's like, no, just messing around the house. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and it's like, that's such a brilliant, like dumb and dumber moment because even yeah. like in the movie, there's like a two dumb and dumber references that I caught that I caught, which was the, on the motorcycle, eating the bugs. I had a Jim yep. bug and the one where it's like over the years, my ass has taken a pounding. And even Jim Carrey is like <laughs> looking around weirdly saying that that's a very dumb and dumber Lloyd Christmas thing to say. Uh, but it's like, it's just messing around the house. Like that's like brilliant comedy to me. Yeah. And it's, it's also
3: very moving. I, I honestly wish the movie had some more moments of them, of him with his sons, because most of it it's, it's very oversimplified relationship of like, oh, they only connect over, you know, comedians and things like that. And that's where they get their their language from. Um, but we don't we don't really get to see get much insight into like what their relationship really is. Like, how is he really rubbing off on them outside of just being very loving? Like, I, I wanted some more moments like that. And I thought that was a sweet
0: moment it was a very sweet moment. Um, did y'all like all the cameos in the movie? I com- I've seen this movie 50 times, I think, and I every time I forget Anna Kornikova's in the movie. Oh, like yeah. the famous tennis player who's in it, like she has a speaking line.
1: <laughs> that was that was yeah. the hype. That was her in the Ricky No, not Ricky. Enrique and Enrique Inglésius. Well, music they video.
0: uh they're still together.
1: Yeah, I know, but that's that was she was in that music video
0: uh no yeah she was that was that was so good and so can I want I want to know since Preston's best friend in the world is Peter Weller um can you relate this movie to RoboCop
3: (laughs) is that a new thing
4: now
0: (laughs) well there is a RoboCop scene in this movie yeah yeah do you know what the one that is say it (laughs) Jim Carrey gets his hand shot off basically, or his thumb. Yeah. <laughs> Just his, like in Robocop.
2: Finger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. His thumb. Oh, it's so good. I think And he gets that he
3: gets that chin.
0: Yeah, the the, the, the big chin, chin. The prominent <laughs> chin. it's funny, like they have Jim Carrey. And he like he he looks really good in the movie, but they're always having him like with like the nose and the covered up face and stuff like that. I always thought that was really funny. Um uh, yeah. so do you think this movie holds up like that's what like what movies don't hold up I I think this movie completely holds up because I think it's tender and sweet and in, in innocent in a way but I think you're drawing like a lot of uh-huh. these funny stereotypes that are not being mean at any point in time
2: I think there are tender and sweet moments to this yes absolutely does this hold up for me is this going into like my comedic rotation? no
4: yeah
2: it's really long it's it's not as it's not as kind of sharp as like a dumb and dumber or like a like like a kingpin would be um and i don't i don't i don't know i don't know that it completely works for me
3: (gasps) wait wait before we move on what what did y'all think of the whole possible rape of like hank with with her like the, oh, that, the, the, whole...
2: the 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 dildo the dildo well he used
3: it yeah. on himself obviously right? he did it to himself but yeah there's still like a <laughs> a thought that oh that's
0: hilarious could... i because it's he because because mm-hmm. charlie would never mm-hmm. and then hank loves it well,
2: because like well, charlie well, hank's doesn't smoke. huh hank well hank's a freak so i'm just like okay right. so he would he would do that like just out in the open like whatever not care
0: it's such a great moment though because you think it's going to go that way and her reaction is like you used it on yourself he's he's just so upset about it just much like he was when einhorn and finkel were a thing (laughs) (laughs) it was like very very similar he didn't go through all the gum chewing but you know he (laughs) he was upset but no, I don't know. I don't think there was like a rape there because I do think Zellweger liked both guys um, yeah. and she was into it. Um, and she was, it was very consensual, obviously. Uh,
3: yeah. What about the proposal at the end though? Well, will oh, you
2: marry
0: be- me, bitch?
3: <laughs> okay.
2: So the will you marry me, bitch made me laugh really hard because that's, that's, awesome. that's just my humor. <laughs> Like I was like, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> but oh what but with the whole like letting her go and then pulling her over. Yeah. But that's ah.
0: movie story wise, because you think they're gonna separate and then it's happening again. And I thought that was a pretty that's like a memorable story you can tell, you know? Right?
2: I mean, maybe don't use like cops to do that, but like huh. probably like pee myself, but <laughs> I, I get I get what he's asking. I just yeah, I, I get what he's asking, but I agree with Brian that it's like just kind of like a movie ending. Yeah.
0: yeah it was sweet. They they yeah. ended up together and he they piloted a plane. <laughs> they brought that full circle because the kids at the beginning of the movie were building a plane and then they were flying it and arguing and yelling <laughs> at each other, <laughs> which is so still good. Um, do you like all of the nicknames he called uh, Renee Zellweger in the movie? I wrote them all down. Cheese tits. Cheese tits. Pussy fart?
1: <laughs> some, of, some of these like cheese tits. Like, and
0: candy pants. <laughs> Which is really funny. And she's she and she constantly gives him shit for it and like beats him for it. Right? Yeah. yeah. I hey, I like that. Um there, there's just so many really funny lines in this still that like even when he when Jim Carrey, like I think it's Hank, grilling Renee Zellweger, and he's like, "What about your eating disorder?" And she goes, "I don't have an eating disorder." And he goes, "Whatever you say, Slim." <laughs> it's just <laughs> really funny. It's,
1: it's they're uh, great, huh? They're great. They're hilarious. I mean, yes, I I love. <laughs> he's so mean, <laughs> and he
0: starts. He tries to start a fight with a young child for staring at him in the restaurant, and there's the two uh, lesbians and he's like, how's it hanging fellas? Like I got to think <laughs> like that is improv because I, I'm pretty sure that wasn't written, but it's just, it's so, it's still so good. I I think this is like a five-star movie still. Like I think the comedy goes to places and there's not another movie like this where it gets all the comedy and all the sweetness in it today. Cause like, I mean, after Farley brothers, it was like Apatow. Like we had that Apatow style of comedy. No
2: hard feelings is cute. Right.
0: And there's a lot of stuff in that movie. So I I just you think you
2: don't you don't think we get it today, but I'm saying we do.
0: Not well, okay, some of it, yes. Not like they did in my me, myself, and Irene. No. So I I just I think this, I mean, we don't get this. And even with the soundtrack, you have Blink 182, Smash Mouth, and the Offspring doing yeah yeah like it's a very product of the time but i still think still holds up and i think it's i mean if you're talking jim carrey movies i think cable guy is oh man that's cable guy is so good because it's such a weird feel but i think this or even man on the moon is probably a second best i think this is so good what do y'all think jim carrey wise movie performance yes
3: yeah i I mean it it does as we've said like it highlights his his strengths as an actor we we commented on his his facial acting which he's been doing since uh his early stand-up you can like youtube him doing like clint eastwood and things like he can just do character moments without even like utter uttering a line he can just transform his face so it's impressive on that level but i pretty much uh agree with uh with Chelsea in terms of like what what the movie overall means to me. I think so much of it is funny, but I think like I mentioned earlier, it's very uneven for for my personal taste. I'd rather I gravitate towards more something that has some of those outrageous comedy moments while still being I, I just don't know if it was as genuinely as genuine as something like um like Dumb and Dumber or something like that, that uh, all its sweet moments with, I don't know, I, I guess you could talk about like Shallow how. like with uh, a movie like that, where are you laughing at the jokes that they're making about people that are overweight? And then by the end of it, it's just like, no, I'm a changed person. Everything's good. Yeah, but you still laughed at everything before. Well, I think so, you're I don't know, there's a lot of there, there's a lot of moments that are kind of like that to me that still feel a little icky and it doesn't quite go down as smooth as I but but I recognize why Brian likes it and, and, and finds it very forgivable. But I just don't think it's 100% completely a I, I th- it just came down to taste for me and it just wasn't uh, as high up on my list. Um do, in do terms think, of Jim
0: stuff, do you think like like with Shallow Hal? I mean, with Jason Alexander and Jack Black characters being the villains of the movie, basically, um their transformation into that we know that. But I think it was in the comedy bits, really, just seeing her as a skinny person and then just like the tables flipping over and stuff like that. But you see, like you know, a hundred pound woman doing that is that like the thing that people are laughing about?
3: I mean, like, you know, opening the underwear and it's like a size of a it, it's even larger than probably what the person actually Correct, is yeah. and stuff yeah. like that. Like it, it, just not it's the Fairley brothers not knowing their, their limitations as comedians and storytellers and things like that. I think if they just wrangled in a, a few of those moments. uh Cause that's when it's going it, it, that that's when it's pushing towards like offensive and just being offensive. I think there's being offensive, but still being funny. Mm-hmm. Um And I just don't think they, 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 uh, they don't walk that line as well as they think they do.
2: I think the best, the best that they do in walking that line in this movie is when it's, I think it's after they, he makes fun of the, 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 the albino guy and they and they go out and he has kind of like a breakdown telling her all about like, uh, his, his wife that left him. But then she says, well, if you were such a big part, like Hank was such a big part, she left you too. Yeah. And so I feel like that straddles the line very well because he's still like, he's still Hank. He's still funny. You're still getting these like 50, 50 from Charlie, Charlie and Frank or Hank. Hank. Um, but I I think it does it well there. The rest of the movie kind of up and down for me. What about you, Dan? Um oh.
1: for Jim Carrey, I don't think it's in his top five performances, but I appreciate everything that he does. If I understand that's kind of a cop-out answer, like we talked already about his fights and his physical transformation and his faces and all the things that he does. I think are just incredible but when I think of Jim Carrey I definitely I definitely don't have this probably in the first five movies I would list while I think it is a really great physical performance
0: though okay fair fair enough um so does does
3: it Brian I'm gonna challenge you for a second is there anything in this movie that doesn't work for you because I feel like you've been talking pretty positively about it is there anything that doesn't work for you
0: so when I said earlier that I think it's like a miss, like all the kitchen sink comedy type of thing. Um, I think that could like having the cow scene and some of these sillier slapstick, it doesn't fit in the movie, but with it, when, what they do it, I still enjoy it because it it does make me laugh and I love that type of comedy, even though it just doesn't, doesn't seem to fit in here. Um, but I'm trying to think if there's something like that does not work for me in the movie. I, I think everything does. I just think. There's not one slow moment to me. I, I love it. I I think everybody's redeemed and everybody gets their comeuppance and uh, I, I love it. I, I can't find an issue with it other than like, yeah, the comedy's all over the place. Like it is very different styles of comedy all over. Um, whereas like, maybe like I say, dumb and dumber, those two characters are so naive. It's sweet and charming when they do stupid shit or say stupid shit here. Everybody's aware, but I think they do a good job of it. Them keeping it very not offensive. So that's what I like about it. Um, I mean, does something like, does like the, when he's, (laughs) sucking on that girl's titty like I mean like it's weird now to watch but I mean it's still funny and like shocking and that was a big thing with Farley Brothers is shock comedy
3: so yeah but I mean we talked about it like the the the, just the fact that he's shoving it back in their face is almost at least I would like to read it as that way like they're not doing it just to do it uh but they're doing it or he's doing that because he wants to say hey here have this thing that you've been, you know, cooking up the entire time. Right. And to show like how it like he's
0: a completely opposite character of Charlie because Charlie would never yeah. do that. But the
3: the, the pro- I don't I don't I think the the over the edge part of it, or at least for me and I know you still laugh at it, is the fact that he has the milk mustache on for like 10 minutes.
0: Yeah, it's so fun. Yeah. Like this I mean, they probably did that whole bit because of that joke because it is funny because like he's doing that and then the neck like the the next scene is him real serious with the glasses, with the milk mustache, driving a car through a building. Like, it's a, that's genius. Spits on the parking until You got a taillight out. And Jim Carrey has, like, a Dark Knight Christian Bale voice, like, as Hank, you know? He's very <laughs> light and airy as Charlie, but when he's Hank, he's like, hey there, sugar pants. Like
2: <laughs> I, love, I love the Hank voice.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's Christian Bale probably got inspired from this movie to do batman right yeah not the mask yeah not 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 the mask oh so good uh yeah i i think this is i i i can't find anything wrong that's why i think it's a five-star movie like it's watching it again after so many times i've watched it it's just so good and like i can say that about dumb and dumber i can say that about man on the moon uh it's he's because i think there's issues with the mask but why do you think this movie got has a 40% rating on rotten tomatoes like why do you think people didn't like it and like would you rate it higher
1: probably i mean i don't i'd at least probably go around like 60 something i i think it delivers ridiculous outlandish offensive comedy with a pretty fun story and I can't imagine anyone was expecting it to be anything more than what it was. And it does have a really top notch Jim Carrey performance. So I don't know what people were thinking back then, because obviously, as we discussed at the beginning of the pod, sensibilities were different. And this is coming off. I mean, it's, it's not as funny as there's something about Mary, but if that's what they're expecting of it, then I don't, I don't know. I don't know. I,
0: I it's definitely interesting because I think there's more problems holding up with something about Mary than there is with this movie, but that's for another show. Um, but yeah, it, I, I I love this movie. Um, I I don't understand why it got such poor ratings. Um, so I think it's wonderful.
2: I think it's-, it's I think it's uneven. I mean, for me, it's uneven
0: okay yeah that's fine i mean i I get the comedy aspect like it's all over the place but i think it works because i think it's like goes to his character is like he's uneven too he's all over the place (laughs) and like like another bit of that comedy of so uneven but so nuanced is when he's at the hotel. And he's getting a Coke out of the machine and the guy comes by and razzes him about like, oh, that took you for two, two quarters. What an idiot. And he comes back into the hotel. He's like, I had an epiphany. This guy razzed me and I thought I was going to see red. But then like I said, I don't like the way you're talking to me. And I helped the guy with his luggage. And then it's never really talked about. But she just sees, like, there's an ax through the Coke machine. (laughs) Uh, And, like, that's a genius bit of comedy right there. Like, he did go insane. So I I like that. I I think that's brilliant to me. And I love Farley Brothers' credit scenes because they're always fun. Like, in Something About Mary, they all singing uh, Build Me Up Buttercup. But in this one is so cool because everybody who was an extra gets, like, their name on there with their picture. I thought that was so cool. And like a lot of, they work with a lot of friends and family. So I thought that was awesome. It was good to see. And then Anthony Anderson and like a speedo, which was also great (laughs) (laughs) in the credit stinger. (laughs) Uh, But those three kids, man were cracking me up, dude. Like there are all of, if I could watch a movie with just them, uh,
1: it would get old fast Do you think so?
4: Yeah I Because
1: think they're, they're bit players I think they come in They're hot off the bench I think if there was A whole movie center around them we You would get bored of it 90 minutes of that Is not nearly as funny as Like a in little minutes.
0: bits I, Maybe Yeah you're probably right But it's like-, like
2: high school high You can't You can't <laughs> do that It's too like, much I, It's too much It's like little bits of it but it's you like make a N- a- it's like nba jam you're <laughs> on fire yeah i do but yeah like, like, you make a full feature of it it's you get tired after a while i'm yeah. just
3: curious it's, it's like telling a it's like telling a kid like my son like he'll, i'll be like oh man that was really funny he wrote and he'll keep the joke going and i'm like okay stop <laughs> <laughs>
0: I didn't it just, it, it's so funny because like that that sequence with those three, how much was improv with just those three when they were about to board the plane and he didn't know how to operate the plane and he's reading the instructions and they were in German. German. <laughs> and, <laughs> the, sure. and his brother, Anthony Harris, like, well, I thought you knew German. He's like, I can speak it. I didn't say I can read the motherfucker. And he goes, you're sure. a motherfucking disgrace. And I'm just like, this is... So funny. This is so good. And they take off like it's just how much of that that they that had they couldn't have been written. That had to be all three of them just like we're turning on the camera. You're mad. Just give them shit. And that's what they came up with. And it's so good. I don't know. And we haven't talked even about the fucking fantastic boner scene where Jim Carrey gets up and he's about to pee and he pees on the wall. That's a. That's a great reveal and a great joke. I'm 40, sorry.
1: 40 year old version is getting better. Yeah, I was just about to say it's better yeah. in there.
0: You think it's better in 40 year old version? I what it, it, it started in this one.
3: I know, but it's better oh, in Oh, I know it started. It's, better. it's,
1: it's better. better. Like even though it came after, I'm like, oh, the original boner PC.
0: Nah, um why after. is it better in 40 year old Virgin than with Jim Carrey? I think it's because still-
3: the movie's better.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
4: Weird. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Interesting. <laughs>
3: It, so really, yeah, I think Four Virgin Virgin's one of my top five comedies of all time. But you're I, talking I about that,
2: sweetness. I mean, that's a sweet movie with raunchiness. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Like he's a very. Oblivious type of character, and like he just has morning wood in that moment, and he's just like peeing on himself. He's like, "Ah, oh, fuck!" Like kind of thing. Trying Versus... to put it down,
1: try, yeah. Trying to put it down under the seat. All oh, that's it's so funny.
3: Yeah, it's well, so meanwhile funny. like that boner sequence is almost like I'm gonna hit it with a fly swatter kind of yeah, thing. Oh, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. he's got the picture. He's trying to angle it in. And he gets <laughs> that so, so funny. We're not saying it's not funny. I'm just saying even I. <laughs> And I understand this was like the first time it was, I feel like it's like, oh, that stupid horse that runs in slow motion where everyone's like, this is the first motion picture. I'm like, we're talking about it. <laughs> we're talking about boner pee scenes. Like, it's the first thing you know. <laughs> <laughs> I understand it was not the original. I just think 40 Elbert. It. it took the boner pee and perfected it, Brian. Okay. Yeah.
4: Even,
3: uh, what was that movie? Mike and Dave Need Wedding Dates? Like, that, where, I, I where believe it's
1: Where he's planking. Yeah, when they're planking
3: on the toilet. It's like, that's how you take care of that. And
1: you're like, genius. That's a hilarious moment, too. Oh, that's so good. good.
0: But even like the other masturbation scene of me, myself, and Irene, where Irene comes to the hotel... And Jim Carrey is passed out with her mugshot, mug shot. and then pans over <laughs> oh, to the yeah. night counter with the Kleenexes and the Jurgens is so great, and like he is caught, and obviously he's trying to like was studying your photo, and he puts it on his lips like it's, uh, it's that, very funny. huh? It's very funny. I love yeah, it. It's I'm telling you this. I feel like this movie is just so good so no.
3: no i i think i think it reminds me more of dumb and dumber 2 because dumb and dumber 2 has some funny moments in it but then there are moments in it where they take it over the line and i think just like you were saying with like some of these uh outlandish comedy bits that feel out of place and feels like a cartoon there are moments in dumb and, dumber, and that's why i didn't I laughed a lot in *Dumb it over too. There are jokes in it, and then, but then there will be like a moment of them riding on the, the the ice rink saying machine to drive around, and there's like a green haze, and it, where, where the it just takes you takes you out of it a little bit. Okay. So, it, so I'm just gonna keep saying it's uneven for me.
0: All right. All right. Well, it's me, myself, and Irene. Uh, it's available everywhere to rent and buy. You could if you have a stars subscription, it's available on stars everywhere else. I think it's three or four dollars to buy. So uh I love this movie. It's a great film. I hope any of us get a chance to talk to Jim Carrey about it someday or the Farley brothers.
3: Uh yeah. Who were talking about? I talked to him about the number 23.
0: Yeah, there you go. Oh god. I like that movie. It's good stuff.
2: Oh, no, it's not.
0: Good stuff. Uh, Yeah, me, myself, and Irene. Thank you for listening to Fear and Loathing in Cinema podcast. We love that you interact with us and all that stuff. Uh, Dan, where can they find you?
1: They can find me on the Fear and Loathing in Cinema Instagram and email me at fearandloathingincinema@gmail.com. at gmail.com. I am currently working on a letterboxed film list of movies with Morningwood urination. Please
3: do. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Preston. Hey, Dan, you should create a list of all the movies that we've done on this podcast. Yeah, I we was just that about be, to say. Yeah.
1: Now I have real homework, Preston. Thanks a lot. <laughs> he'd rather
0: talk about boner movies <laughs> now, doing you, some
1: bon- i'm doing boner feed right now and- well no, so you, you, so
0: create a fear and loathing letterbox do our and movies, that be a
2: list. list yeah, yeah. A list yeah. i will i'm gonna boner list
0: boner,
1: boner jams boner jams boner jams i'm gonna put boner boner jams book, 03 so uh-huh. I'm gonna call it boner peas 24 no boner jams but for my 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 p list Okay. Yeah, my P list. Uh, I didn't anything, Chelsea. Yeah.
0: Preston, where can they find you? Uh,
3: you can find me on freshfiction.tv and the didn'tRC.com, Ditton, didn't Ditton record chronicle. And, but you can find me most active on Instagram under Blu ray dad, everything else, Preston Barrett.
2: Chelsea. You can find me hiding <laughs> under. A couch after this conversation because it's uncomfortable for me no I'm kidding um you can yeah, go find- ahead and
4: delete it yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's like that's like half true
3: yeah um, uh, Dan he didn't say our email did you? yeah he did
4: <laughs> we don't need any uh, hate mail yes we do
2: do it do it um you can find me on twitter as miss underscore tenenbaum or Chelsea Nico on everything else
0: uh you can find me Brian Kluger everywhere. Uh just look me up. I'm there. I am I am Milky. So uh <laughs> uh I gotta change my at names to fuck my ozone. That killed me again. <laughs>
3: my favorite line of the whole movie. Oh,
0: fuck my ozone. Oh god, so good. Oh the other great line in this movie is inch by inch, like a gentleman. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good oh
3: god I, I think this movie so heavily contributed to your language as a person Brian it,
0: it did because like there's like even like that other transitional scene where his kids are saying like he's a very gentle person and the next scene is him like yelling in the car motherfucking robot motherfucking robot yeah. <laughs> and, like, it's heavy metal it's just oh god it's so good alright fuck it Fear and Loathing in Cinema Podcast. We love you. We'll see you next week. See you next Bye. week.